0: How would you like to advertise on Conversations with Dwyer? You can advertise your band, a new album, your company, a service you provide, or just yourself, and it will be heard around the world, and it will live on that episode or multiple episodes forever. Email me at conversationswithdwyer, and we could begin discussing how to get your advertisement up on an episode or multiple episodes of Conversations with Dwyer. Again, email me at conversationswithdwyer. At gmail.com. And remember, that ad will be heard around the world. Now, how about we enjoy this latest episode of Conversations with Dwyer? <laughs> Conversations with Dwyer. I'm Matt Dwyer. This is a music podcast. Today, my guest is John Ross from Wild Pink, and the song that played us in is obviously a Wild Pink song. It's called The Wind Was Like a Train, and that is from his new album that's only been out on a couple weeks, A Billion Little Lights, and you could get that on Royal Mountain Music. And all that stuff that is John Ross and Wild Pink and Royal Mountain Music is in the show notes, so please buy and support music. I know I say this every episode, and maybe you've just fast forward through my intro, <laughs> but it's not—you know—it's not a long. I don't talk about myself insufferably, uh, I, or at least I try not to. But uh, if you do somewhat like me, and you want to learn more, you can go to the and that is a springing off point to my social media. Um, Instagram is a great way to find out about new up and coming episodes or past episodes. And I have a rich, rich library of past guests. And if you're a first time listener, you might want to check those out. I've talked to uh, recently, I talked to Wayne Coyne from the Flaming Lips, Dale Crover from the Melvins, John uh, Steve Gunn, and um, a lot of uh, many I've actually talked to two women from the Coat hangers, Stephanie. And uh, I'm flaking on the other person's name because I'm a horrible person. Julia. It's a, I'm recording this intro on a Sunday. It's mayhem. I have two kids. I have dogs. So usually my brain is not best when I'm doing these intros. Maybe I should pick a different time when they are better. But that's impossible. <laughs> In my life, it is impossible. Anyway, uh, we're going to get on to this conversation with John Ross. I really loved it. I felt like I was talking to an old friend. And, um we've been messaging back and forth about movies and soundtracks. And I, the soundtrack I didn't mention, we talk about movie soundtracks or scores more specifically, just for the record. Uh, the Rumblefish soundtrack, which I didn't mention, by Stuart Copeland from The Police, is one of my all-time favorite soundtracks. And it's just a great album. And he does a song with Stan Ridgeway from Wall of Voodoo called Don't Box Me In, which is also like one of my top favorite songs. So I wish I would have thought of that during the interview, but I did message John about it, so that's all that matters. So we continued talking about it. And please enjoy my conversation with John Ross. When did you leave New York?
1: Uh, <laughs> like a year ago.
0: Oh, because everything I read was so New York. Where did you end up going?
1: Uh my wife and I moved up state we're we're in the Hudson valley it's like two hours north of new york city um so it it's time we'll but we i was in the city for like ten plus years for a while
0: yeah, did you find just like mentally you needed to get out of out out of New York
1: yeah absolutely um like it just run its course Like I, I'm just No I can't uh, I don't I just don't do well In a civic environment You know Yeah I have to like uh, uh, Clear my head And Take long walks Outside And, and just like Be Under-stimulated You know <laughs> When you were Young I'm, I'm, just, I'm just I'm getting old You know
0: <laughs> I, I know I moved to New York Like I was 31 and I was like, fuck, if I would have done this 10 years ago, I could handle it. But at 31, I was like, I can't, I can't do this. Like, it just was...
1: Yeah. That, that grunt. Yeah, when I moved in New York, I, like, I, like, lived under a sink, pretty much. You know, I was, like, totally fine. And when you're, like, you know, 22, it's, it just doesn't matter, you know?
0: Did you, did you feel that the city, as a 22-year-old, that the city fed you creatively? Like, that... The thrive The pulse of it Was more Fed you more than it Like before it wore out
1: Yeah Absolutely Um, I think I drew a lot Of inspiration From From that Like it felt like I just had to be there You know Um, Like it just wasn't even A debate Like I I grew up in like A small town in Florida And I just always wanted To be like In you know In the middle of it all Um, And then once you get A taste of that For too long For me personally Like I I I cannot Hang with it You know
0: Was there a distinct moment Where where you were like I gotta I gotta get out of here
1: No I think it was just like A slow burn You know Yeah It's been building For a long time
0: what well, what which, which town outside of LA are you? In? It's called Monrovia, and you if you look at any jar of something from Trader Joe's, you'll see the name. That's because people are always like, "Oh, I've heard of that," and I'm like, "No, it's just on the Trader Joe's products." <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's what we're famous for—is having the Trader Joe headquarters.
1: Oh, okay, cool. I'm I'm Google. Mapping it right now. You got the Upton Claire House there.
0: Yeah, that's how I used to hike by that every day. When
1: I was a kid, I used to go to L.A. to see my aunt, and she she lived in Sierra Madre at one point. Oh yeah, which is, looks like it's right next door.
0: Yeah, I bartended in Sierra Madre at a towny, the only bar in town. And it's like I mean, it was like it was amazing to me because it was like outside L.A., but you could have been. It was like I was in the middle of fucking Indiana It was so, like, small town Really? Yeah, it was bizarre. Like, I would mention, like, neighborhoods in L.A., like Echo Park Which is pretty, like, known Especially <laughs> And people yeah. would look at me like I I was making stuff up They were just like, what? Echo Park? And I was just like I know you live outside L.A., but you can't be that, like, outside of L.A., like In every city." Yeah every I like that about L.A. Well, what was the? What was the small town like in Florida that you grew up in?
1: Uh, it's it's um, like a little beach town in Central Florida. Uh, it's right by Cocoa Beach, like uh, Cape Canaveral, where the space program, where Kennedy Space Center is. Um, but yeah, I do not Just like a very small town, very like. Kind of sleepy And it was pretty cool though I, I, I love going back uh, Did you Did you feel like A need
0: to get out of there though? Like cause you were, I'm like interested Cause I know like From reading about you There's like this You sort of have this Attraction to the west uh, At least so I Have been led to believe <laughs> Like you have this Sort of fascination <laughs> With the west coast And I was like Why did What made you choose New York over LA Or like
1: Yeah for sure I mean like I, I definitely always wanted To get out of um, central Florida. And like, I, I like I, you know, lived in New York for a long time, but like the thing about the West or California or whatever, that, that was like, we were on tour when I started writing this record. We were on tour on the West coast. And like a lot of the ideas were like kind of just started out there. I just watched Ken Burns, the West, um, and like there, there was like these ideas were just swirling around in my head. I wouldn't say that it's like a big, you know, lifelong dream or like some big, big picture thing to like, I don't know, romanticize the West or, or be there certainly. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, Americans seem to <laughs> romanticize it pretty like. It's weird Like my father was obsessed With the West And like being a cowboy And all these things That went along with it And it's like Once I moved here
1: I was like None of these things are true <laughs> Yeah yeah No it's, it's it's like I can't imagine Like somebody from LA Hearing this you're like, What the fuck Like this is not That different Than anywhere else In the country
0: Um, And did, did you sit Like in Because in high school Did you Did you go to school In New York
1: No well, So I went to college In Florida Because
0: I saw, like, I read that you wanted to study, um, you wanted to score films, and I was just wondering if, like, was bands a part of that, or were you just, like, initially, like, intent
1: on scoring of films? Yeah, I mean, like, I was always in, like, DIY bands in, like, uh, junior high and high school. Um, but then, like... uh, I Before I graduate, right before I graduated high school, I started getting into film music. Like I watched some movies like Thomas Newman scored, and I just really loved it. And I, I in college, I, I just worked on a lot of like student films and stuff. And uh, I moved to New York to like, I guess, work in like you know, TV and film music. I, I ended up working in TV music for a long time, like writing music for commercials and promos and stuff. Um, but I, like, I've always done Like band stuff Like songwriting think, You know A young age Like 12 13 years old But there was like A few years Where like It was mostly Just TV music And then like I recently got back Into The band thing After that uh,
0: Was Was it solely That Thomas Newman Or were there Other films That sort of Spoke to you That wanted you To That drove you Towards wanting To score films
1: I mean, like, the movie that, like, kind of started was American Beauty, you know, um, which is a Thomas Newman score. Um, I'm sure there were other composers, uh, like, Mark Isham was kind of a big one, um, Clint Mansell. I, I like that they have guys that were, like, or composers that were not just straight up, you know, orchestral stuff, like, they were, like, using computers, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it seems... And like, I still am, like, very much... Like, I would love to score another film, you know? Like, I, I definitely have not moved past that idea.
0: I mean, I, I feel like there's a, a cinematic quality to your music. Like, there is a very... It invokes visions, or, I mean, uh, visuals, and, uh, I don't know, It it gives this cinematic feel it Does is that something that you feel like you f- strive for or is that just my own interpretation
1: no for sure and I think that that's like probably what made me want to get into film music in the first place um was like just singing out music on like I don't know like on like in a movie basically you know like I, I always I loved like uh like when film like in like the shot Redemption or something like the music Paired up with that movie is so fucking awesome. Like Thomas Newman's score in that movie is incredible. And like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't say it like film music informed the way that I write music for Wild Pink or you know Irrigates Gates or whatever. But uh, like even out, like before wanting to do film music, it was just always like a, I always found it pretty appealing. Yeah, it's. Uh...
0: I, I, I'm probably one of the few people who I know that listens to film scores. <laughs> it's like i like Oh, nice. Yeah. What, I like,
1: what, are, what are some of your favorites?
0: I love... Uh, now I'm flaking on the guy's name, but uh, du, Duplot, who did uh Tree of Life, and there's specifically a piece... Oh, cool. He did in that film called... I, I think it's called River, and it's like a piano piece, and it's just really... I, it's just it like it take like it just all thought leaves my head when it's on and it's just like I get lost in that song and I feel like uh, you know that I feel is that sort of just instrumental music doesn't hit, happen that much any to, in, at least I'm not coming across it where it's solely instrumental where you're just like frozen by it and taken away if that didn't sound corny I don't know what does
1: <laughs> no no totally I. And like Terrence Malick is—he's the shit. Like I—I I love his movies and he, the way he uses music is awesome too. The Thin Red Line. Yeah. Like Hans Zimmer's are like kind of boring, but like his stuff in that movie is incredible.
0: Yeah, and it's like it's just—I mean—Malick's films just like visually alone, I could just stare at. Like people would tell me when Tree of Life came out, people oh, yeah. people were like, "I fucking hate that movie," and I'm like, "Why do you like?" It's it's mesmerizing to me it doesn't follow the typical sort of structure of a film and that's i think also what fucks people up sometimes because they're it's so ingrained in our psyche now the film structure (laughs) that when somebody steps outside of it a bit it 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 kind of confuses people not to say that i'm like right yeah but um
1: i was just baffled when people. i'm sorry go ahead I, I gotta rewatch this movie I, I gotta rewatch it I just pulled it up I've got River like queued up
0: <laughs> I, Well I hope I felt that same way with like Scorsese's uh, I can, now I can't think of it, Silence was also like that where it was like very slow but it's like and people were like I don't know it's boring but I was like it's so incredibly shot that to me it's like each shot is with its own sort of piece of art that
1: you could just stare at I did not catch that one. I'm looking at it now. It looks pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, it's... there. You know, I, there were, like, personal issues I had with it, but, uh, but like, I, I just, like, it was magnificent to look at.
1: Nice. I, I've never even heard of this. I don't know how I missed this movie. It's just crazy.
0: I was... Yeah, it didn't... Yeah, yeah. I don't think it garnered a lot of attention, and I don't know why. It was, like, one of those films that he spent like forever trying to get made and finally like he seems to have these projects like Last Temptation of Christ that he just labors like will work on everything just to get those films made which is pretty wild like that he will be so dedicated to getting something made that he'll just kill himself almost
1: yeah did you see The
0: Irishman? yeah I'm probably one of the few people who's watched it probably
1: ten times (laughs) 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 <laughs> I watched it twice. I'm not quite there with it yet, but I loved it.
0: I don't. I I didn't sit through it ten times. I've probably sat through it from top to bottom three times, but I'll watch it in chunks. Like a, it's like because it's so long. But I don't have. Do you like the people are like it's so long? I'm like, you'll binge watch an entire series in a in a weekend, but this three hour movie no. is too long to you. <laughs> it's like...
1: Yeah, and it, it
0: didn't feel long to me at all. Did you? Did you like it? I did. Yeah, I did. Because so many people sort of like crapped on it, and I was—I couldn't. I think people expected Goodfellas, and that's why I think that maybe people were like, oh, "It's not." A, it's because it was, you know, it was a completely different pace than Casino or Goodfellas.
1: I love Goodfellas. Like, definitely one of my favorite movies. But I I, I love The Irishman, especially because it was about, a, like, a, uh, a part of the mafia that wasn't just straight up, like, New York mafia, you know? Um, like, mafia from different smaller cities is, is really interesting.
0: Oh, have you listened to the podcast Crime Town? Because they do uh, the first... Dude. Yes,
1: it's so good <laughs> in Providence,
0: right? God, it's just like it's insane to me, and I love small town mob stuff too. And it's, you're right; they don't. That's such a fascinating, different world.
1: Have you ever seen uh, the town?
0: Uh, it's, it was a Ben Affleck. Movie. Oh yes, yes, yes. I thought that's. I, I, I assumed you were smarter than me, so I was like, it's probably a different town, <laughs> a more artsy <laughs> town. <laughs>
1: No, 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 no. This is like a, a poor man's heat.
0: Uh Yeah, I loved, I loved the town.
1: I fucking love the town. Like, that's... I, something that I've done over the pandemic now is when I get really drunk, I put on The Town. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good drunk
0: movie. Uh, plus, that, like... They capture that, and not that I know Boston extremely well, but I've been there, and so it's like they, and it's not too different from where I grew up, Chicago, where that there's that like sort of rough. I don't, you know, working class, you know, kind of not yeah, educated. Yeah. Like that's like that world is really captured well, and I feel like that's rarely done. Like when they try to capture sort of like that world, it's usually a super pretty person to, who decided not to have their hair done. <laughs> I mean that for men and women. <laughs> like It's like, oh, you're you're not wearing makeup or you're showing that your hair is receding so you're doing some acting.
1: <laughs> you know, I was reading more about that and and people from Charlestown, like there's like a, there's like a, a, a plaque or whatever, like a text screen as the movie starts that says that in Charlestown it's like the highest per capita bank robbers. And then I read, like, people in Charleston, like, what are they talking about? Oh, really? Like, that's absolutely not true. Yeah. I'm going to try to find this article now.
0: But that really grabs your, I mean, because I remember seeing, I saw it in the theater, and I was like, ooh, I didn't know that. That's exciting. And I love, like, a good book. Yeah. I know we're on a total film jag, but did you, have you seen any of Sean Baker's work?
1: Uh, no what, what, his, like, what is
0: it? His most, like, f- popular film Would be The Florida Project But before that he did Tangerine And, uh, Starlet And I think there's one other um, But he's the guy who often The Florida Project is great They marketed it weird Because they, like, made it look like Sort of like this quirky kids movie And it is about kids But it's, like, about this woman Who is broken down and out And living in a motel I think you would like... And, is, is
1: Defoe in that?
0: Yeah, he is.
1: Okay. I I mean, I've heard of this movie. I need to check it out as a Florida he's, person. He's...
0: Baker is really great at, like, taking these people who I think a lot of society looks down upon and judges because they're, you know, low-income. or Tangerine is all about transgender prostitutes in the, on Santa Monica Boulevard in L.A., and it's just this world that I don't think people... And I used to work in that neighborhood, so it's like I talk to transgender sex workers and stuff fairly often, and it's like, you know, it's a world people don't, you know, think about when they make a film, and then to show that they're just human beings like everybody else, because I think so many people think otherwise, or don't know the world to think to... You know, he humanizes these people that a lot, a lot of society would normally shit on. I was redundant in that statement. Ben,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, yeah I I mean, like, especially if, like, Florida Like, Florida gets so shit on And it's definitely pretty well-deserved But I like the idea of somebody coming to its defense
0: I actually, I wanted to ask you about that Because I do feel like there is And I've toured Florida a number of times And been all over that state And I feel like there's certain projections people have of that of Florida and I was wondering how
1: you do feel about that like yeah I mean it's definitely like I get it like the Florida man trope and everything like it's it's just it's a totally crazy lawless place but it's also really awesome there's a lot of natural beauty in Florida um, it's just I feel like kind of like lucky to have grown up there honestly um, I didn't appreciate it until like pretty much right before I moved out Of Florida But uh, I mean Like I I definitely Look back on it Like Like pretty like Rose colored glasses You know Maybe But I I I don't know I love it I'm writing New music For a new record and, And one of the songs Is like A long ass epic Ode to Florida
0: I Speaking of which Like I read how This Your recent album Was very much Like initially You started you envision it as like a two two album sort of sprawling uh concept album and i was wondering if that is something that you want because you i guess you pared this album down to for from the original concept and i was wondering if that was something you were interested in returning to like a bigger longer concept piece
1: yeah i mean like i <sighs> I regret saying That I was gonna make A double (laughs) album And then not doing it (laughs) Cause assholes
0: like me Bring it up every
1: time (laughs) I swear to god Every time I Talk to somebody About the record Like so This was gonna be A double album And now it's just A single album Like tell me what happened And like I don't know. I just like got over The ideas very quickly I was gonna make A double album About the west Like this big Grand fucking thing And like Quickly felt like Pretty boxed in By that And just started Going In different directions You know Um But I love the idea of making A double record And like Who knows I feel like you really gotta like Pull it off If you're gonna go for it So we'll see I don't know
0: Yeah I mean I don't think It's For people on the outside Who've never made a record I would be one of those people Like What I I think a lot of people don't know what it, like once you get in there, I'm sure, like, I mean, I've written shows and stuff, so I know like once you get in there, what you want to do and what you immediately go, oh, or or things present themselves, so they go in a different direction, but if you make a small statement like you did or that people hear, it's, you know, I think they're like, well, what happened? And like, it's hard to understand the whole
1: yeah, I think that like it, it, at least and in, in, when it comes to double LPs or whatever, I, I'm I'm thinking that it just kind of happens, you know, like you you probably just have been writing, you put so much material that you think, well, I could probably make a double record out of this. I don't have like the, I just can't stick with an idea that long. So like start to finish, make it happen, you know. So I don't know. Yeah,
0: I was yeah I guess I mean that's probably how it I don't i I wonder that like with con like broader concept albums where if like is that just something you, they find along the way or do they go, we're gonna make a album about space people <laughs> like
1: right, yeah, like I feel like uh like Titus Andronicus, the monitor uh-huh. that record the monitor I don't know, uh, that seems like they set out to do that from square one. And then they pulled it off And made like a really Incredible epic album Like that's like Once in a lifetime Kind of stuff You know
0: Yeah How how old is it that
1: Cause I, I f- That's like Probably 10 years At this point
0: Cause I feel like With a lot of albums In the 70s and stuff It's like They had Endless amounts Of studio time Money and cocaine So they could really like, Yeah, It was you like Gotta a- have the cocaine <laughs> I mean it's like The Rolling Stones I forget what Now I'm flaking on what album But it's like They were just like In the south of France For like a year Just fucking around I'm like No one gets that Kind of time anymore In the south of France To make a record
1: Totally Yeah 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 and I also think That like Who wants to hear A double record Now you know Like that. there's just I don't think The attention spans Are like Like on average I don't think The attention spans Are there for it You know It's like Pretty much there's, I think there's an, an aspect To making a LP That's just for The person making it You know To some extent
0: Yeah I'm wondering if That's because that's interesting Because to me there's like I We went from albums And then it's just like Now you go If you go on to Like any streaming app Like so many people Just put out singles They don't even put out albums And I was like Is there? Yeah. Is Is that gonna are, is that gonna change Where, because I feel like you listen to something like Nilsson Schmilson, and to me it's like that whole album if you listen to it from end to from beginning to end, it's like it feels like something <laughs> it's like and right, and I wonder if that is sort is gonna that sort of thinking is gonna come back, or are we just gonna i don't know do my if I'm making my point clear?
1: yeah i mean uh, to your point i feel like i i set up for this record to be like cohesive and like one like i want the a side and the b side to feel like two cohesive pieces of of music you know and like that feels that almost feels like luddite thinking given like the way things kind of are you know especially with spotify but i don't know it's also a lot of fucking fun to listen to a record all the way through so i don't know i don't know if it's coming back or or, or, not, or whatever even run away
0: Yeah I don't I mean I still like I, I, I don't get as much time at home So I have to take a long walk With my dogs But I want to listen to something From top to bottom Because to me it's like Sometimes there's things That are intermingled And that's And there's like References to other songs et cetera. It, not telling you anything You don't know But it's like You know that Those things are rewarding to me And I don't Yeah Totally Um Yeah I, I was uh, also influenced, or you're interested in some of your your influences, because I was I was wondering with what like Nirvana was something that you really spoke to, and it's like Nirvana spoke to me as a kid. But I was 21 when it came out, <laughs> so I was like, I was wondering what like in that time, because when did you discover? You were like 12 when you discovered Nirvana.
1: Yeah, I I, I want to say like, well, first of all, I remember when. I have a very vague memory of Kirkwood and Dine, which was that I was at, like, uh, a neighborhood party. Like, the parents were all hanging out, and then, like, all the kids were hanging out downstairs. And, like, one of the older kids in the neighborhood was, like... Holding court Kind of is like Did you guys hear Kurt Cobain Killed himself And we're all like Whoa Like who? <laughs> uh, but then like year, Years later I like Probably like I was like I think when From the Muddy Banks Of the Wish Came out That was like When I Which was like 90, I don't say it was like 96 When that came out I was like That That became like Religion To me so, like, I was, like, definitely a little late to the party, for sure.
0: Well, I mean, you were... You were younger. <laughs> Twelve. <I> yeah. <laughs> it, it, that was to, Sort of nature was why you were late to the party.
1: Yeah. Out of my hands. But, yeah, dude, it was, like, Nirvana was the... That was, like, my biggest thing growing up. Like, that was that, like... I got into Nirvana as I started getting into the chart like it all happened at the same time um and yeah I mean I I I think In in Utero is like one of the best sounding records to this day
0: yeah that's I think my favorite and it's it's interesting to me that a lot of some people don't like it and it definitely seemed to cause confusion when it came out and I didn't it to me it made total sense for their progress like what, what they were trying to do
1: at the time and, oh, An incredible record I, Yeah I know Like every, everybody knows Like Kurt didn't like Nevermind It was like too polished And then they made Like a very polished Sounding record Right after that
0: <laughs>
1: like, um, like after insecticide, You know
0: Yeah Yeah I don't think That that's like an un, I mean there's some Sloppy More raw feeling To In Utero But I don't think It's not po- pol- Unpolished at all
1: Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the I fucking I love the way the drums sound on that record.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I. I know, like Albini just has his production is so distinct to me. Like it's I can pretty much, especially bass. Anytime I hear certain things, I'm like, I bet yeah, Albini did that just by the way the bass sounds. <laughs>
1: Wait. So now you, um, I saw this earlier. You you chatted with Dale Crover. Speaking of drummers, Nirvana drummers specifically.
0: Yeah, he did. A, he was uh, like three episodes ago.
1: That's
0: awesome. We didn't. I didn't bring up Nirvana to him because I figured, it, you know, it's he's probably asked I asked that a thousand times. So I was trying to just uh, find other things to talk about. But uh, he's sure.
1: Does, does he live? like on an island off the coast of Washington did, I, did I, that I think is is that somebody else
0: I think that's
1: uh
0: Poneman that's one of the guys who started Sub Pop lives on an island off of Washington cause I follow him on Instagram Okay, Dale Crover lives in Eagle Rock <laughs> so the neighborhood of oh, LA okay. cause uh, which is my old cause we ended up talking about the pizza joints in that neighborhood and there's some good if you end up in Eagle Rock go to Casa Bianca some good pizza
1: but um I'm writing, literally writing that down right now
0: <laughs> Well it's like a very It's Chicago They're Chicago people So they do like the Chicago thin style Which people don't know that. they're Oh cool They don't know they're Chicago I
1: people. didn't know they're Yeah I didn't know it was Chicago thin do you, Listen when you're in Chicago Do you ever go to uh, Artist Pizza?
0: I haven't been to Artist Pizza But that I've heard Artist Pizza a ton And up It's
1: in uh I'm I'm, on, I'm loving the Little Maps right now It's It's uh, Well it looks like It's kind of off Lincoln Avenue For future reference uh, Yeah the art of pizza I, I've eaten there Many times When I'm in Chicago It's awesome
0: Is it When you tour there, Do you have certain Go to places In each town Like I have to go Eat at this place Or have a beer At this place
1: I, I want to say yes Just like because I'm kind of obsessed But I can't think of Any of the places now uh, Was there any Well there's a There's a place Okay listen There's a place In LA called My Taco That I will forever go to Oh what fucking neighborhood Is that in? Cause I yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now That's what uh,
0: That was the one thing When I moved to LA Like Chicago has um, Oh it's on New York I know exactly where that is Um Chicago doesn't have Proper Mexican food But I grew up on it So I was like Oh All this sour cream And cheese Is Mexican food And then I got a taco And a burrito From a Like a truck in LA And I was like This isn't a fucking taco And little did I know That was actually The real taco
1: (laughs) That's actually a taco Yeah (laughs) And now I can't like Oh my god I I I, I, I would put eating in L.A. over eating probably anywhere else. Like, even over in New York, probably.
0: You, you know, that's crazy because so many people... When I first moved here, people would be like, Yeah, but the food sucks. And I was like, what? Like, and then over that's the... That's crazy. I've discovered so many, like, hole-in-the-wall, like... Like a Vietnamese place or a Thai place that's, like like, authentic. And it will be, like in a strip mall owned by a family, and it's just, like, the best food you've ever had, and it will be, like, dirt cheap.
1: Yeah. Did you... Have you been to um, Jitlada before? Oh,
0: yeah. I used to live near Jitlada, and that was... There was a place called Sap Coffee Shop, which was also near it, that was really great. Jitlada, Jitlada, you have to wait forever to get into sometimes, where this place was usually, like... And it was probably Maybe six tables <laughs> It was like Which is like Always But And always Filled But never like crazy
1: Yeah I, that That is one place That I've been to In LA That It stuck with me I, I try to make a point To go Another place It's like I think it's kind of like a More of a hipster Currently happening spot, But Night Market I don't know that place Um Really good Thai food
0: Um Yeah That's where we moved To the San Gabriel Valley And it's just It's <clears throat> Like It's all It's mostly Asian And it's, so it's like You can go like Get a banh mi At like these You know For like four bucks And it's like The size of your head And it's incredible <laughs>
1: It's like That's awesome I, And yeah I uh I, I miss Uh Some of like The restaurants and stuff In New York City that, That's that been An adjustment now that I live in the middle of nowhere.
0: Yeah, do you, uh, how far are you, do you have, like, some acres, or are you pretty distant from people,
1: or is it not that rural? It's, it's like, it's kind of hard to describe, like, I'm right on the uh, outskirt of a very small town, so, like, I'm surrounded on, like, two sides by cornfields, uh, and, there like, there's, like, working farms all around here. Um, so it's definitely, like, very rural, but it's also just, like, you know, a stone's throw into the the village. But then also it's, like, you know, the, the Amtrak is here, and it's it's a pretty quick ride down to me.
0: So you don't find yourself, that's getting, like, a little boxy, because that's the one thing is I'd like to be able to walk to something. Like I...
1: Right, yeah, yeah. I want to be able to walk to coffee. Yeah, I mean, like I definitely, yeah. I, there, there's not much walking to get coffee, but there are good walks. Just you know, straight up walking around here, <laughs> like you can take like some nice Phoenix walk. <laughs> um, you, you gotta, you gotta bring your own coffee though.
0: That's all right. I can, I could probably live. I just like it's like as like you said, as I get older, it's like I used to be like, no way. Well, I never. Live anywhere but a city And then as I get older I'm like I want less people (laughs) Yeah I need more More quiet and less people Yep
1: And you Yeah I I mean I assume that's like A pretty natural Progression Well maybe not Obviously not for everybody But
0: but, uh, And you Do you feel like it's Helped you creatively To be in more of a Quiet
1: rural Space yeah, absolutely. And like, maybe that wasn't even always the case, like earlier on. But um, at this point in life, I I get a lot of inspiration from, yeah, you know, being outside. and just like just not feeling cramped, you know?
0: Do you because uh, do you find other music influences where you're going creatively, or do you need the sort of the absence of
1: music? Well, that's. I mean, like when I'm on tour, it's so inspiring watching great bands play every night. I think like watching live music is very inspiring. Um, probably even more so than like just listening to a great record or something.
0: Yeah, I I found it interesting because. I hope I'm not going back towards the double album thing. <laughs> but it's like... Uh, but, like, people, like, will layer... Sort of... Or lay genres onto your music, which I always think is... T- bugs me anyway when they they do that. And then to find out that some of you you were like, yeah, but I like Jackson Brown. <laughs> it's like... Like, that your your influences were so removed from the genres that they were trying to layer onto you. I found that really... Uh, yeah, I know.
1: It's like uh I it seems like sometimes com- the comparis- comparisons in general it's easier for them to be lazy. Um but like there's some that we get that I'm just I'm truly confused but I, I don't get it.
0: Yeah, it's I I it does seem cuz I we interviewed this band A couple weeks ago And it was the same thing Where I was like People are like They sound like these guys And these guys And these guys And I'm like Did you listen? <laughs> it's like, like That's like the quick take Right But I'm like There's so much more going on Very often That I'm like I don't know it, I Does that drive you crazy That that happens Or do you just go Well
1: that's just the way it goes It's both You know Like I, I try not to get Um trying to take it, let it get under my skin, you know, cause it's just the way that people talk about music quickly and like, there's so much noise and like, you know, there's just so much music being made and, and written about and talked about that like, I totally understand wanting to just like throw a couple, oh, but it's kind of like this mixed with that. Like, I get it, you know? Um, but yeah, it's definitely like a little frustrating or like, like, you know, sells it, sells it short a little bit, I think and you know
0: yeah do you do you feel cuz a lot of the things i've read they it feels like your music is constantly progressing i guess is what i'm getting to it's like i was listening to your first album and then it's like where it is now do you feel like cuz you said you were working on a new album do you feel like you're continuing to move find new ways to move or uh, directions to go in or or is that just something organic that happens when you're in
1: writing and recording i yeah i I, i'm excited for this the next thing that i'm working on to finally come out whenever it is it's so different than anything else that's been on a wild pink record before and that's also really fun to just it's like fun and challenging to just try and and pivot and, and do something completely different and unexpected
0: yeah cuz I've always I wonder how often that is like do people go all right we're going to do our pet sounds <laughs> or does that right or did pet sounds just sort of happen cuz in in that in Brian Wilson's brain as he went along if that makes sense I don't know I'm always interested like do people choose to that w-
1: direction I guess it's, yeah, yeah, this is going to be my hit record. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't I, I don't think you could like, <laughs> plan that, you know? Like, I think that it was, it's just, like, for Brian Wilson, just, you know, just timing. Like, that was just, like, he was just, like, ready for it, I guess.
0: Is there anything about um, the new album that you wish to plug or any other things that we wouldn't know otherwise? I, I always put everything in the show notes, but I was just... uh
1: Cool, yeah No, I I. I got nothing I, I hope that people Check out the record um, It's, you know uh, it's, it's about a week old At this point I don't know when It'll it be when This finally comes out But uh, I hope people listen And hope they like
0: Are you uh, Are you pleased With the record? I know that's a weird question But I feel like Anytime I've Worked on something creative I always have Different feelings About it afterwards And
1: where I'm like Oh, I wish I yeah but it's—I mean—it's great. It's a mixed, mixed bag. Uh, well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I—I feel—I feel good about it. I, I'm ready to to make something else, um, hopefully better. Are you soon?
0: See, I th- it's great, and the reception has been incredible. Like you, the, everything press-wise that I've seen, and I comb through as much as I possibly can. People <laughs> seem to uh, love your
1: work which is got to I, do you take that thanks yeah it's, it's crazy I mean I yeah I w- wasn't expecting all like uh, so much positive feedback that has been really nice do you wish
0: that you could have toured or do you are you rather to just sort of st- stay home and continue writing
1: uh, I definitely wish we were on the road right now you know but whatever it's going to be a while with no you some Worrying about it I guess Yeah I was I, I was wondering
0: Because everyone says Like uh, I can't wait to get back To touring And being on the road And I'm like Isn't there going to be A flood of people Like it's con- Concerning to me For my f- friends Who tour I'm like Is there going to be A glut of people Trying to get out there
1: Totally yeah I think there's going to be a, Like a log jam
0: Yeah because I don't know It's just uh, I've been trying to Support as much as possible like I I don't if I listen to something I like I buy it I don't stream it like some greedy asshole <laughs> it's like but it, uh I just I I literally worry about my friends who are musicians and the people I'm just fans of I worry about you well thanks thank <laughs> Matt um I'm gonna, I'm gonna send some baked goods I hope that's okay
1: please do yeah <laughs> I know, dude, it's crazy. Like, it's, I mean, I I can't, the world, it's, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. The world's going to be a different place. The world's going to look different in a year. Touring's going to look different. I don't even know how it could come back fully with how many venues have closed and how many bands have just had to keep postponing tours that were, like, pretty much booked. Um, We're, like, just such a long way off from, um, From the music industry Looking like it did before You know The pandemic so,
0: Yeah I mean it's I I'm just a guy who really Loves music I never played it or anything But it's like And I, all my A lot of my friends are musicians So I'm just like I'm stressed out For them Yeah Yeah um, yeah It's it's Um I was going to have one f- final thing to say. Oh, I just wanted to thank you for doing this. Sorry, I was got jumbled there at the end because I was multi had multiple things coming into my head. But I wanted to thank you for your time and the yeah, thank you and the first extensive film talk I've had <laughs> on my podcast that which I could talk about any time of the day.
1: Nice, yeah, I've got a Tree of Life I'm probably going to get into tonight. I have not seen that since it came out, like, whatever, ten years ago. Wait, which movie? Yeah, I enjoyed the Oh, enjoyed the, the oh Tree of
0: Life. Tree of Life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, actually, it's been a while since I've seen that, too. I need to go back. My wife doesn't... Oh, yeah, there's just so many great, I don't know, there's so many great little moments in that movie that just really hit home I don't I, I was going to talk about it but we don't need to you don't need me reciting moments from the movie to you <laughs> that and I'll remember that one part. and then I'll uh, tell you about an SNL sketch I saw over the weekend
1: <laughs> <I> remember that
0: <laughs> remember that thing you saw that I saw and I can just I have a friend who actually does that he'll recite this sketch line for line and I'm like I don't give a fuck I don't watch the show why do you think I want to hear your version of it
1: <laughs> it's like... yeah like there's a worse retelling of something you don't care about
0: <laughs> oh good now I get to see this SNL sketch but without comic timing thanks a lot <laughs> <laughs> um, well thank you very much thank you very much for listening to Conversations with the Wire please become a Patreon subscriber if you like also subscribe to the show on your iTunes or what have you not, and tell your friends about the show. That would mean a lot to me. As well as uh, go to the link tree in the show notes or themattdwyer.com or conversations with conversationswithdwyer at the Instagram, and you could learn more about the show, buy merch and all those great things. Thank you very much for listening.